This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Welcome in, everybody. Divots and Pivots here live on this Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. As always, our new regular time, you can find us here on YouTube or on bellyup.tv, whichever you prefer. Go, both go to the same link, so uh, whatever you fancy typing into your domain, bar, whatever that's called, the URL. I'm bad at that. Whatever. <laughs> this It's going to line up perfectly because we're, we're a little hungover off the, what, the great The Open Championship, how great The Open Championship was. Uh, I know down the stretch we were both rooting for Rory just because why not? Rory, nice, you know, close to his hometown, back uh, close to his hometown, but you know what I mean. He's back over in Europe, um, and everything he's been doing for the PGA, I know, as I'm blurry as hell, we were on that, uh, just the, the I guess, the ore that he's been bringing to the sport recently. I was there for it. Uh, whenever he hit that bunker shot, I was all about that. I, I texted Bud and I said, um, if Rory wins this this week, that's the shot that's going to keep getting replayed because that would have been like the one where it had everything, had the intensity, had the crowd reaction, uh, the lead change. It, it was just one of those shots. Uh, so a little bum that Rory didn't pull off, but Cam Smith, great. Cam Smith's having himself a year, so you got to love Cam Smith. Uh, but without further ado, let's bring it, Bud. How you doing, Bud? Beautiful Tuesday night. 
after McElroy versus the mullet, I like you said, I think hangover is the term. If anybody caught the post game presser, um, I'm in, I, I have a little man crush on Cam Smith. I mean, full disclosure, the mullet well, works for him. Run your the fingers butt, through his hair. The, the butt, listen, it's the, the teeth, the grin, the wink, um, the fact that he can putt, uh, you know. He's a 10, but no. Let, let's um, be honest. The fact that he can putt is a lot higher on your list than you just, <laughs> you just put oh, it there. No, well, it was number one on our list last week, and i got to yes. say shout out to you for I, – I said, I said you know, bogey or, or you know, double bogey or better avoidance, yep. um, and you identified three-putt three put avoidance. And actually, I think it was midway through the first round, Nick Faldo said something about you know every champion has been the top of three-putt avoidance or strokes and putting or both in the last, like, 10 years. I almost texted you. But, um, no, it was an awesome – it was an awesome open. And uh, yes. it, I, I hope – I just, I really hope that Cam Smith had enough beers to, to enjoy himself. It was funny. He was having fun with it. And then at the end of it, they're like, all right, you know, you're really going to go turn it up tonight after he talked about having, tw- you know, 20 claret jugs there. He's like, I bet about two beers can fit in here. And somebody said, well, so how much are you going to drink tonight? He said, about 20 claret, claret jugs. And then afterwards, he goes, no, honestly, I'm probably going to crash. Yeah. And he probably did. He probably, th- th- I mean, that's a grind for those guys. Well, and then you, I mean, once you get, especially after you win, once you get done with all the pressers after and the, the pomp and circumstance of the meet and greets, the autographs, uh, you know, I, I imagine that he would probably go back to, I could see it like this, he goes back to his hotel room or his Airbnb, wherever he's staying, um, with the full intention of, I'm going to get changed, I'm going to go out, we're going to party, and him sit down in the bed and say, nah, I'm going to bed. Like it's done because that's how I just emotionally, physically draining of an experience that must be in a major. Well, yeah, and he said they went off so late on Saturday, uh, you know, and and, so, and then a little bit earlier on Sunday, and you're still you're up there near the lead of a of a, of a major championship. So I was happy. I, I if it was kind of another one of those, I wanted Will Zalatoris at the U.S. Open, uh, yeah. and Matt Fitzpatrick was a cool story, and I think it's similar. I think I, I think a lot of people wanted Rory. And you can't hate the Cam Smith. You know, they were, they, they said, you know, playing the spoiler a time or two, and it almost like faded away real uh, quick when they realized you can't call the guy a spoiler. He's putting his no. ass off of the back nine. Rory just could, he's I having mean, a breakout year. Like, he definitely not a spoiler. Sure. If anything, he should have been closer to the top of that list by all of us. Right. I mean, and he's definitely, he's got to be in the hunt for player of the year. He's got a players yeah. under his belt. Um, and this, I mean, Scheffler with his four wins and the way he went about it, uh, and he's got a major there too, obviously has a strong argument, but I mean, now a very strong argument as well could be made for Cam Smith. So we'll see how the rest of the year shakes out. Um, I'm sad, you know, Rory even said it, he goes, you know, there's still some stuff and he didn't say a lot. He said, there's some stuff to play for, um, this year, FedEx cup coming up tour championship, that kind of stuff. But, um, he goes, but we got nine months until the next major and it really, really hit home that we're going to be in a show hole. I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to enjoy the fall swing of divots and pivots because mm-hmm. uh, we'll have football to talk about, but, um, <laughs> but no, the next, the next, the, the next six weeks or so are, are kind of fun. There's the, this tournament this week, the, you know, the, the 3M open up in yeah. TBC twin cities up in Minnesota. It's another, it's another example of why, why the PGA tour still has the upper hand on live and sure live is going to live. Just snag David Faraday, huge get for yep. them. I mean, they still don't have a TV contract, but they got a TV announcer. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're ta- uh, uh, rumor has it. They're talking to Charles Barkley as we speak, and that's not oh, being facetious. 
I mean, I was. I hadn't, heard, to, I hadn't heard that until you just said it right there. But I was look, listening to Dan. I was gonna say he's oh. entertaining, but to see him on an actual golf broadcast, that would be interesting. So here's the deal. It, you know, he is a personality. He's probably the biggest yes. draw that TBS has that whole entity. And he's only making, they probably. said, I, I say only. I'm getting this from Dan Patrick. I was listening to Dan Patrick this morning, the Dan Patrick show. And he's, I mean, he's close with Chuck, you know, just he's on the show all the time. They wow. talk. And that's what he said. He goes, he goes, he started out going, my source was telling me. And then finally he slipped it. He's <laughs> like, yeah, that's what Chuck said this morning. Because either apparently exactly. they're talking tonight. And there's a lot of moving pieces to it. Because apparently one of the pieces might be that he might have to walk away from basketball and TBS and stuff. And everybody goes, oh, how could he do that? And DP said, well, you got to understand, he hates watching basketball. And it's like, wait a minute, pause. That's that's a kind of layer and angle that Liv is going with, right? This is yep. their divot and pivot, right? Yep. Let's get a guy who, who's not a basketball, who's not a golfer. He's yep. not the tradition, but he loves the game. He loves the sport. He knows sport. He gets sport. So bring him in here. And pay him thirty million dollars a year to, to to do eight of these. Um, I'm somebody made the joke. Let him play in a couple of them. Slap him on a team. <sighs> Let's you know what I mean. If you win with Chuck, you get like a three million dollar bonus or something. Yeah. You know? What's the handy? What's the handicap? Uh, we're talking here. <laughs> so uh, I, they're making some moves. It's going to be interesting when they come to when they come to Boston here in the last weekend of, or the first first weekend of September. If I can get out there, I want to get out there. I know you do too. I uh, might be able to bring you some okay, live action, not live it. action, but we'll get you some content for for uh, from the live tour out there at the international or but, um, we got to wait till the time is right or. the big the biggest development there outside of the announcers was something i heard one of the players reference which is all right and and this was i was today old when i learned this right one of those kind of things or it, this was the first time this came forward because i've been not souring because i was never sweet on them but I've definitely been seeing like, I don't know if Liv's going to make it. You know, I was, yeah. I, was I, I was excited to see him. But again, I keep going back to the novelties. The novelty's not going to last, which it won't. But yeah, I no. think it, they'll make adjustments to that. They'll make adjustments to their format. They'll get some more leverage. They'll get some more players. The world golf ranking points were the big deal because mm-hmm. as it sits, great, if the world – if, Well, if the, yeah, because if the world golf ranking – committee whatever if they decide not to recognize live tour events and then those players are going to be shut off from the majors because i I think the majors are going to hold their ground and say we have our requirements we're not changing them you know outside of a really good reason which for them would be a new tour that's been around for 10 years plus that actually has some clout not you upstart where everybody knows what's going on here yeah that said Live Tour is associated and affiliated with the Asian Tour. The Asian Tour is a PGA, you know, it's a professional tour that does offer world golf ranking points. And so I think it was Paul Casey made the offhand comment that there's a the group chat going around. I think he even said it was on like a WhatsApp uh, where a bunch of the players are saying, well, fuck it. We'll just suit up and go play in these Asian Tour events to earn the points that we need to maybe qualify or maintain our rankings in the world golf ranking. Yeah. Uh, because who gives a rat's rear if you're ranked number one or number 45, as long as it gets you into majors and you're getting a fat check from, from live. So this Which thing is- does break down the false argument of I'm doing this because I want to spend more time with my family and be at home more because what you're doing is you're just going out and playing more tournaments. Anyways, you're just well, not this, doing it on the, on the PGA tour. You're doing it on the Asian tour. It, it, it wouldn't be for, I know. I, and you're, you're, you're alluding to our, our friend, Mr. Patrick Reed, who I do agree. I, I can't, I can't mm-hmm. fault him for his logic. there, saying I've been on the road for the last 20 years and I got a, yeah. I got a little one. 
he wouldn't fall into that category. He probably got one of those big fat early checks. That's what, we'll I, was, talk- well, that's what I would hope so. If you're going to say that, then follow through and like own it. <laughs> yeah, like DJ DJ's not going to go start showing up to every you know Malaysian Hyundai Classic that's sure. being held because he's saying I got my check, I've got my commitments now. But you're, you're I do like your Chase Kepkas and your younger guys trying to right. up and still get it well, going. Sh- I'll tell you what, right now, Chase Kepka is not getting into majors as no, it is. I'm talking about, popular. I'm talking about maybe more like the, 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 maybe the Paul Casey's Ian Poulter's who for the next five. It. Yeah. You, listen, I, I'm curious. I hope he does come up to, to the live tour up here. And I'd love to reach out and, um, and see if he, yeah. if he'd catch up a cup of coffee, maybe even make a spot on the show. But uh, that it, it puts this whole thing in perspective because it goes back to, do you know where your paycheck comes from? Like, do you really know? No. Do you know that company that you work for? You've got a retirement fund. You've got a 401k. Do you know where you're, where that money's invested? Do you feel good about it? Is it clean? And, and yes, I get there are degrees of separation there, but the principle remains, who are we to judge when, like you pointed out, if somebody states their reasons, whether it's DJ going, I'm done grinding like that. I've got my majors. I've got a lifetime guarantee to Augusta. I've got my wife and I'm just done. I want my money and I want to relax on a fishing boat. It's like, oh, I, oh, yeah. you know, I, I can't fault you for just that. Just own it. Like I haven't really had the like, Dustin Johnson isn't one of the guys that comes to mind where I'm like, this guy's pissing me off because the way he's handled it. Well, so you know, let me ask you this, because a lot of them, they've got their dozen or so Dustin Johnson's, Bryson DeChambeau's. Yeah. I'll even say Patrick Reed. You know, they've got those guys that are, that are quote unquote, the draw. Um, then I, I can't really fault the I can't fault the other guys who can't get into these tournaments, don't have status on any tour, and here's this opportunity. Who I sure. do fault to your credit or to your point, this is who yeah. I have a bone to pick. I think we might this, be going to, hold on because we might be going to the same place here. And for those watching, we, we didn't play this last week and you got a bone to pick. You gotta know what's slicing bud. So because there's I, always something slice and buddy loves to share it with us. So bud, take it away. Clip that for the sports Emmys. <laughs> Tiger finally did what leaders do. And he made a statement at the 150th open. Yeah. I said this a while ago when he came out the first time around and Phil said his piece and Tiger was trying to vary. And he did diplomatically allude to Phil. I hear you. And I see that you got a point, but this is how we don't, this is how we go about it mm-hmm. this time around. At the at the 150th, I liked it. Tiger's claws were out. He's he was kind of like, listen, I've I've been watching this and I don't I don't get it. Championship golf is 72 holes. Um, how do you know if you really are you know as good as the best of the best if this is how it's always been tested? Yeah. Um, if your body can't handle 72, then you know maybe you shouldn't be out there. And he didn't say that. He said, you know, I understand adjusting it maybe for the older guys who can't go through that rough and tear, you know, a rough and tumble kind of schedule. So that was part one. Part two was. And I agree with him here. He said it again as the diplomatic statesman, as the as the you know a golden bear hasn't gone off to hibernate just yet. But you know he's definitely chilling in his den while the tiger's on the on the throne now. And he just flat out said, like you young, basically you young bucks, what are you thinking? How (laughs) dare you spit in the eye of Mister Palmer, Mister Nicholas, the guys who genuinely had to put Mm -hmm. put themselves on the line to break away? There is a 
true distinction between a touring professional and a teaching professional. And yes. they helped to create this entire entity. And they and did for, the groundwork and, themselves. Like they went out there and they were the guys driving it and making the change, not just and taking he, a paycheck. And he wasn't taking umbrage with them. He was taking pity on them because he's saying yeah. they're young. They don't get it. You might never get to play at Augusta now. You might never mm-hmm. get to. And I don't think, I don't think there's going to be a scarlet letter around these guys. Sure. Uh, but I think what he's saying is there's a real possibility that, it, that your professional career could be sidelined forever. I mean, we see it in every sport where up and comers or, mm-hmm. you know, really talented folks, whether it's uh, Todd Marinovich with substance abuse or, you know, some artist who thinks that they're a better singer and they just can't keep their head on the field. There was a, there was a wide receiver in the last 10 years. I can't remember who it was who thought they could rap instead. Point being oh. these, these oh. young bucks, Tiger was saying, what are you doing? And I agree with them there. I, you know, James Pyatt, um, I think that's his mm-hmm. name. I don't even know. Uh, the kid Pyatt, from Oklahoma. Yeah, it's Pyatt, and, yeah. yeah. And then there's a kid from Oklahoma state who um, he's from actually a pretty interesting story. His, his sister or cousin, I can't remember the good golfing family, but anyways, he just signed with, with live tour. Um, and then you hear from the, the Pearson cooties, the cooties, uh, Pearson cootie, who's Charles cooties, um, you know, uh, grandson who just won on the corn Ferry tour and just flat out said they offered me an insane amount of money and what I love what he said is I always thought of myself as an American tour player. Yep. And and it, it's funny because he wasn't trying to be, you know, like they're the best. If he was a British kid, he'd probably say he'd be saying a Euro tour or DP sure. World Tour player. Yeah. Um, you know, he and so, so he's talking about what he, he grew up watching, what he grew up as his as his example. They're talking about values and 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 there and there is something to be said about the decisions you make and you know how long we let that stick around. Paul Casey, Ian Poulter, you know, some of those guys, presumably they've been around long enough and they got enough money stashed away that if this falls apart and they don't ever play another pro tour again, they're probably going to say, okay, I'll just go to my private island or my house and just, you know, maybe I'll never touch a golf club again. But I do, I do hear Tiger in the sense of how kind of how dare you just think that you get to skip the line and go kick your feet up. So to that end, maybe there's some, maybe there's a lesson to be learned there. Maybe this live tour, um, you know, if it is only going to be eight events and, 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 and you think about it, the false, the false swing sucks. So here's what, here's yeah. what we do. PGA, the shark finally gets, gets on the phone with, well, actually he's been trying to get on the phone with everybody. <laughs> the, the tours all get together and they say, look, Greg, you really kind of put us in a bind here. Um, but at the, quick pause. We're going to assume that everybody is on the same social, cultural, and ideological level because sure. as much as we'd like to operate in a vacuum, those factors do weigh heavy on a lot of people. So just please know that that my little hypothetical does assume that all of that checks out before anybody's like, ah, do you know what they did to so? Yes, I do. And we're talking about sports here. <laughs> we all know. But we all know. Everybody knows. But they finally get together. They talk and they say, the fall sucks. Um, it doesn't really suck. I enjoy the fall. Swing. No, it's it's fun it doesn't event. have the, the stable moment that's separated mm, the, like once a month. The gravitas. It doesn't have the yeah. thing. So instead of trying to over, over squeeze these lemons that are in between the majors, such as Memorial and the players, um, mm. it, you know, in the Genesis, I understand wanting to give some tournaments elevated status, just do it then. But instead of trying to create something that's not create something new with this idea that's been presented to you and do a live fall tour swing. And make you want to make it about the money, make it about the money and the entertainment. And it starts at the top. 
you finish first in the FedEx FedEx rankings, you get first right of refusal every tournament. There's your there's your top fifty on down, um, you know, and make it that format. Just take the whole live oh. format. It's eight eight tournaments. You've got September, October, November, December. Now I could see people saying, "Oh, you're going to be going up against football." No, you're not. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, fifty-four yeah. holes, three days. You got you're only Sunday. touching one football game, and the football game's at night, which isn't going to co- conflict. No, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Amazon or somebody would be like, "Yeah, we're going to." It's a shotgun start. You can control the golf coverage. You yeah, can control true. the window there. You can just say, "We're going to put this on and and take you right into." So. I think this, I was listening to a very smart person. So that's what's slicing me. It's the youngsters. Yes, it's you dadgum youngsters. youngsters. No, they're. Well, before you move on, though, because I do want to get what's slicing me, go. though, because we mentioned kind of these tiers of guys on the live tour and how, like, you know what I'm These older guys who are doing it for the money and they're, they're saying that and it makes sense. They've done what they want to do and they want to spend, slow down a little bit, but not go to the Champions Tour yet. Well, they can't go to the Champions Tour yet. Makes sense. And then the young guys who haven't really done anything yet. And they might be throwing away their future of their tour for a short-term burst of whatever, money, popularity, whatever. What's driving me crazy is a guy like Sergio Garcia, who is out here refusing to say the real reason why he's there, which is the money. And instead, he's coming out going, I just don't feel loved. I'm going to leave the DP world tour because I'm just not feeling loved. Like, come on, man. No, you just want the money, and you want to be in. You want to stay relevant. You want to be in the new hot thing. Like that's what Sergio Garcia wants. It's not about feeling lovely. He's a such a freaking drama queen diva. Like I can't stand Sergio Garcia. The way he's viewing the live tour is the stripper down the street at the back alley strip club, where he says, "Yeah, I just want to go there because I want to feel loved by somebody." It's fake love. They don't want you. They don't need you. They got all their other guys. You are second tier. You are not a top tier guy anymore. You're not going to feel loved there either because if you don't feel loved on DP, you don't feel loved at the PGA Tour, give it a few months, you're not going to feel loved by Liv either. Just saying. I got two two things to say to that. A, uh, that was me hugging you and welcoming you into the wonderful world of hating Sergio Garcia. It's been a time honored. I just choose. It's been a to... it's been a time honored tradition for golf fans since nineteen. 19- yes, Let me rephrase that. Since two thousand, everybody loved the seventeen year old scissor kicking El Nino at Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's be honest. It was. I actually had I had the Adidas shirt and the hat to match. It was great. It, it yeah. was, as the kids would say, it was a vibe. Um, <laughs> I also like your, your not too subtle, but subtle illusion that the guys like Pat Perez, who it's like, you know what? I can't go on. The, I can't go on the champions tour. I can't hang with these guys anymore. And you're offering yeah. me a guaranteed check and a, and a chart. If you saw the the videos of them on the plane, it's like, and oh yeah, <laughs> we do forget. We do forget. Apparently the caddies are getting taken care of like no other. So yes. there is. So there's that's another factor. thing. Well, there's, there's another thing like guys like Paul Casey, who it's like, you know, I'm 42 years old. Maybe, maybe my window to win anything big is gone. Um, yeah. maybe I'll be a Ryder cup captain. Maybe I won't. Um, and, and maybe he's got a caddy. I, by the way, I'm just pulling Paul Casey out of that. I don't know if this yeah. is a scenario, but maybe, maybe put some of these guys have got a caddy on the bag and it's like, shit, this is going to be guaranteed money for him too. And Especially after all the grind caddy they've had for a long time, they could be saying, maybe, maybe it's time I take care of you for a little while. Like, let's let you get back to your family while you make more money. Like those are reasons I can get behind it. But just be open it's, and well, honest and upfront about your reasoning. Well, I, I, well I, here I will disagree with you in the sense that I don't think any of them owe anybody a reason. That said, not giving a reason produces this kind of sure. 
you know, as they say, there, there's, you know, when there's a vacuum, something's going to fill it. And, you know, why not our bullshit, if anything else? But to your, to your analogy about Sergio dating the hooker, no, the stripper in the back the alley, stripper, by yes. the way, the, the, um, the after that, he's going to go to the hooker down the street. No offense. No offense <laughs> to the sex workers out there doing lovely, lovely jobs, oh, unintended. <laughs> But if that's the analogy we're going with, what profession does the PGA Tour hold in the front? And what are they, What is she wearing? It's a fair point. I'm not sure how to answer that right now. <laughs> is the PGA Tour just the? Uh, just I don't the think high? we should. I don't think. I don't think we should follow this analogy any further. Okay. Okay. As <clears throat> as a couple of Y chromosomes living in 2022, <laughs> I, I don't actually want to follow through with any kind of sexualized uh, yes, analogies. Yes. Let's stick to sports. No, I just thought it was but, a funny thing. No, no, but, but you know what? It's, I get where you're going with the analogy and the idea. <laughs> how can you call one thing and one thing and not and, and ignore what another thing could be seen as? as well? I, I get it. I get where you're going. It's a fair point. Right. Well, I, I, was, I, was, I was kind of softly saying that, that where it's like, well, you got this person saying they're selling X out back and, well, you get the lipstick call girl out front doing the same thing. You know, you're sure. offering sim- similar products, similar services, similar, you know, venues. Um yeah. And, and and then of course because he can't help himself ever, uh, big orange man decided to weigh in and be like, yeah, and it's like, oh dude, listen, um, come on, go go back to whatever you're doing and leave us alone. That well, well, he, I think his point is because they played one of the tournaments or they're about to play one or they did play one at one of his courses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one, it's coming up uh, in New Jersey. I think they're playing at, at one of his one of his oh, properties. Sorry, don't you, get, don't, I don't, you go, don't you go dying on me? Well, I took Player. one of those deep breaths in and it just went right down my throat. Weird. Sorry about that. But um, no, but, but I'm saying, anyways, that doesn't ha- that doesn't add yeah, to any yeah. kind of social clout for live and endear anybody. I, although I will say this: the intersection of people who deeply are moved by that political world versus who gives a shit about the live tour. I don't yeah. know how much those circles intersect, uh, but yeah. live tour is not going anywhere. I think there's going to be a place. I still surmise, and I think that's the direction we're going, mm-hmm. as evidenced by the the, uh, <laughs> the announcements they've already made. The PGA Tour is just going to not steal, but they're just going to adapt. They already did it right now by upping the ante or the purses and elevated status yeah. statuses for um, for those four new tournaments. Like the, I think it's the Players Genesis Memorial and Bay Hill are now all you know twenty million per, dollar purses and all the all this that and the other. So they're doing it. They're, they're basically just going to say, and they've got the gravitas and they've got the, the tradition and the heritage. One of the best tweets I saw, uh, because if it was, if it's not on Twitter, did it really happen? One of the best tweets I saw from the old course was, uh, actually I actually had a couple of buddies who were over there and it's oh, been nice. fun to watch their pictures and, and stuff and like see all the, they, they it, it's a scene, it's a vibe. Well, speaking of that, no. did you see that our buddy Chad Eckert's out at three on this week? I did. I saw. Yeah, I saw his new profile with picture Jay. with Sung JM. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I want. I think we need. To, I mean, we need to reach out to see if Chad will come on next week to give us a quick debrief. Uh, yeah. Our friend, Kate, our friend Caitlin Moyer's uh, out there as well. She's doing some work nice. too. So, but um, one of the best things I saw was I think it was Dylan Dithier. I think that's his last name. I don't don't at me if I if I messed <laughs> it up. But he basically was getting into. He's been there for X days, X hours, and blah 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 blah, and not once in. Any conversation has either live come up mm-hmm. or the amount of money in the purse this week. Like not one person has mentioned. And now yeah. you could quickly say, yeah, it's because they're not playing for a lot of money. And it's like, cool. actually, I, on the contrary, I think it's because they're playing for more than money. 
And well, yeah, I was going to say it's because they, they all recognize where they're at. They're at St. Right. Andrew's it, old course. It, Not, it, nothing it, else matters except those greens you're walking on and those bridges you're walking over. That's all that matters there. Well, and back to, back to my muse, to my guy, uh, my guru and everything that is sweet and pure and innocent in sports <laughs> journalism, Dan, Dan Patrick, he talks about how one of the things as, as kind of in our culture – we love we love that these people are earning their they're earning their 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 living right in front of us even yeah. more so than in in any other sport any other sport maybe yeah. tennis i don't know how the payouts work but i got to imagine it's similar the further you get the more you make uh, but literally, these 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 men and women. The reason we're drawn to professional golf like this is because a you you've got to you've got to make it to halftime of your game just to get a paycheck. There are no guaranteed paychecks for these folks, yep. none. And we're and, and we are voyeurs by nature. We want to watch that. We want to you know. Did you see how quickly Squid Game took over Netflix? Like, let's be Ugh. honest. So there's that aspect of it, and then it's also at the end of the day, yeah, you can't you know. I think it's just reinforcing what I've said before, which is you can't shoot 80, 81, make $850,000 and become an endearing figure in the golf world. It's, right. It's if this, if the I golf be, world is too smart for that. Oh maybe. man, you're giving the golf world way too credit, too much credit. No, we're just too passionate <laughs> for it. I'm joking. Maybe but will, um, uh, I think what I'm trying to reference is that we know what we know how, like you said, a score in the eighties at that level of golf, it doesn't deserve to be it, rewarded. It, it doesn't. It doesn't feel special. If, I don't know it's how not, to say. I don't know how to say. It's not special. It, but, but it doesn't feel shoot. special to watch as a fan. No, I mean, like yeah. to see to see to see them shoot seventy five, seventy five. I mean, it doesn't watch, feel special. We watch all sports to watch guys, best the best, and w- women and men who are superhuman athletes at what they do. You know, it, it doesn't mean they're superheroes, but you know what I mean. Like they are, they are at the top one percent level of skill in that particular realm excellence we want to watch and everything excellence in motion and in golf we get it four times a year and and which is why which which is why again the whole connection from live to the majors is so important in the world golf ranking points um and why guys show up to the 3m open uh you know just to say like i need status i need points i need this you know you gotta you gotta continue to earn that paycheck so like like we're saying they're gonna play 15 a year i believe is that the requirement Fifteen or twenty, I want to say it might even be twenty. Is it as high year. as twenty now? Okay. It might be, yeah, because um, I think it actually might be twenty-four. I think twenty or twenty-four Ooh, is the. That's a lot. I think, I think. Well, no, I saw, I saw a because uh, somebody was busting Patrick Reed's balls. Yeah, and right and rightfully so, uh, <laughs> because they were say, he was saying about how, you know, he was talking about how much he plays, and they were like, yeah, but the minimum is this, the average is this. And Patrick, you've been, you've been playing way over the average for years voluntarily. And yeah. that includes some of these trips over to, I mean, Patrick Reed's got lifetime status on the P on the DP mm-hmm. world tour. Exactly. Although I don't, I, I don't know if that's been revoked or not. Um, yeah. And so, it, you know, it's for him to say, cause that's the guy that used the, I've got kids back. I got you. Okay. Now go do your thing. I did think it was, it was kind of gutsy for him to wear a live tour hat on the yes. range but but apparently the scuttlebutt is that people let him have it like people as i'm the sure they did. And the fans ian poulter yeah. got booed on the first tee and then then rope hooked it left well so this is what's interesting because i did find myself and i didn't realize it until saturday but in, in a conversation with someone i found myself I was like wait a minute one i didn't play any live tour guys on on DraftKings. i didn't do it on purpose like in a way that i was thinking about it, it just turned out that i just didn't I didn't find myself cheering for any, and it wasn't because I found myself saying, "Oh, he's on live." I'm not cheering for him. It was just there's kind of this new, this new natural 
subconscious feel towards some of these guys I don't even realize I'm doing where I'm like, I'm just not cheering for. I don't want them to win on the PGA. And that it's like I'm not doing it on purpose, but I find myself feeling that way. If you found out Tommy Boy retired again, but then he popped up in some like super, some like elite worldwide, you know, seven on seven league, and he was making a buttload of money, and it was him and you know Ocho Cinco and maybe like you know Marshawn Lynch, yeah. um, some guys who maybe could go give you you know you know a, a half a dozen to it to ten series a game still if they got in shape, it. And it was called like the World Football League or something. Sure. Same reaction, right? It's not like it's like oh, I'm not sure it would uh, be honestly because I'm really not sure it would be because I, I like maybe and maybe maybe Tom Brady's what are they example. like? It's I'm trying to think of a better because like, Tom Brady he played for so long. It's from, uh, from okay, team, fair. Like, that, like, that's, he did that, what he needed to do for me as a you fan. Know what, that's that's completely fair too because Tom Brady would be like if Tiger Woods went like you know if, if yeah he like, a, if it, like that, that would be like. Uh, Aaron, how about Aaron Rodgers? I already because Dustin because because <laughs> Dustin Johnson, Aaron Rodgers. There you go. You know you got sure, some people. Similar. Some people do consider that Dustin Johnson might be the most talented golfer when he's on. Kind of like that sure. Rory argument when he's he, on. He has Same those arms where he looks like unstoppable. Like Similarly awkward. Years. So if he's leading up, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is leading up, you know, the skeleton crew, and they've got, I mean, everything's the same. I think you get the same kind of response where a handful of diehardos will, will dive in probably like yourself. Um, and, uh, you know, anybody local or just kind of, you know, fanboying, fangirling out will, will, will tune in. And then the overwhelming majority of NFL fans will go, that was cool. Or when there's yeah. no other games on, like if they ran it in the spring, they might watch it. Uh, Liv's not going anywhere. It's going to, it's, it's going to, it's going to be around, but I am, it, it is going to be interesting to how they see how they get impacted or impact the majors. Because again, nine months, we got Augusta knocking. Uh, I can't, I can't wait already. Uh, I want to say, where are the majors next year? We are at LA country club for the U S open and the PGA championship is going to be at Oak Hill. And so, oh my God. Some, 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 I kind of, I, I kind of just went, ugh. And I, not, no, no, because I mean, I get, I get amped up for the much more commercialized traditional venues, Pebble Beach, Einhurst. Yeah. Uh, so, actually, I just yeah. named, I just named two that are members of the new rotation or the rota that they're trying to establish here in the USGA. But these are some of those more challenging traditional courses. Oak Hill, obviously, L.A. Country Club. There's been a lot of scuttlebutt for years and years. That's one of those kind of people say, oh, you should go play this course. You know, TPC Sawgrass. I'm a big Sawgrass guy. You know, yeah. accessible but maybe private. Uh, L.A. Country Club is like you, you really have to know the you know the best of the best. It's like trying to get onto Seminole down in South Florida or Pine Valley. They're sure. they're pretty ex- exclusive in access, although there seems to be members everywhere. So I'm looking forward because L.A. Country Club is supposed to be one of the, the tougher challenges. These gentlemen don't get a don't really get a chance to face that often. So well, that's uh, what we, the U.S. Open is for, I guess, right? Uh, definitely what it, definitely what it was for this year. Hopefully, yeah. if if nothing else, I hope it reintroduced the world to new England golf. I had a conversation yes. yesterday. I went out and played it nine holes. a spot in the golf world. If you ask me, Oh, we're not. Well, yeah, I said that. I mean, the country club should be part of this rota that they're doing. It should yeah. just be the new England, you know, de facto. I think it, they I can, think it proved that it, it threw a lot of these yeah, guys for a loop. Seven, 
7,000 yards can be challenging when you set it up with, you know, position golf or target well, golf. Fact, like we talked about the, the fact that they can, the course that it will like, doesn't necessarily have to be the same every time they're there. They have the ability because of the amount of holes they have, they can change the course. And yeah, so that's, they, that's such a unique feature that a lot of these other courses and venues don't offer the PGA oh, tour. Oh, for sure. So that's, I, I think that there's enough, there, there are enough gems up here in the Northeast that you could see, uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, more opens kind of come up this way, but who knows? It's going to be, it's going to be a long time until the yeah. next one. We still have the FedEx cup coming up. Do I have to explain to you how the FedEx cup works? Although somebody's got to explain to me how the FedEx cup works. It always changes. And it does like, always, it does always change, but it's very simple. If you watch it, all you got to do is you got to watch that little square next to the guy's name. If it's red, he needs to do better. If it's green, he just needs to keep doing what he's I doing. And that's all you need to know about the FedEx Cup. <laughs> I love it. Tom, and then from there, by the way, it doesn't get any more pure playoff than that. From there, it's, yeah. you know, the top top 125 go in, and then you got to make the top 60, then the top 30, and then it's... Well, that's I, what I love about that final tournament, that the fact that the field is just like, you know, those like the top 30 guys is all like is all who's fighting for it. Well, let me but ask you this. awesome. Let me ask you this, the tour championship, that last tournament, East Lake, yeah. which, uh, you know, a course that it doesn't do much for me, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, and I would like to see the Northern Trust come back to TPC Boston just for selfish sure. reasons. What's your take on that kind of, they wipe the slate clean and then the leader starts at 10 under and they then nine, eight, seven, six, and they do that. And that's kind of how they handicap that last tournament in lieu of just taking your seer, your, your season long points and saying, whoever's got the most at the end wins. What they want to avoid is they've had this in years past where two things, a they've had things in FedEx cup where like the champion didn't even play in the last tournament. And sure. still won because they had so many points, which personally I kind of want to be like, that's, that's the system. That's how you made it. Yeah, I do. I like the reset at the, uh, uh, but I don't know if I like, I don't know if I like this seeding, so to speak. I think yeah. you just let the top 30 go at it. So I like the, I'm fine with the reset because I think that's, that makes the rest of the season valuable. To these guys. Just so, just so we're talking about the same thing, resetting at the beginning of the playoffs. You're, yes. you're in the top. You're in the top 125, and then from yeah, there, and then that's the reset, and then it's you. You get disqualified ter- based on your performances yeah. in each oh, of those. After, it's very simple. There's three tournaments yes. after the after the first one. Three exactly. this many, and I think after, that puts, that puts an emphasis on the season long tournaments because without that, if you're just Without doing it that way, and if you're just making it so that anybody can start that first tournament and have, go on a run who did nothing all year, like you're kind of making it say, No, like can, no, no. I'm saying you definitely have to have the 125 cutoff line to yes. get into the playoffs. But there, yes. like just then then to go down to 60 and down to 30. And when you get down to the 30, don't do this stupid thing I don't want where – I don't want the, this, the top guy starts at 10. I don't know. The no, just let, the let them tee off in that order, maybe. Like, that's all sure. you get to tee off last. You know, we're, we're not going to worry about pairings or draws or anything. Just yeah, I'm the, fine the, with the, top, the top dog goes off last. But, yeah, I I think it's stupid. Well, because – I get beauty, the logic the behind it, but I hate – The beauty about golf is that – and we talk about it all the time on the show and, and with just about every tournament and that any week – Anybody can find their game and it can work for them and then they can put it together. And that doesn't mean that there that there needs to be a randomness in the winner who doesn't deserve it. But what I'm saying is that 
that it speaks to the mental side of the game to where you need to make sure you're you're set to go in the weeks that you need to be set to go in. And for these guys to to, to give the leader a, a, a head start like that, sure, it ups the odds that the guy who you can say is, quote-unquote, supposed to win has a better shot of winning. But I don't think that's what golf is all about is, is a, in a vacuum. Golf is not about the person who's supposed to win is, should win. If anything, golf is about the guy who is supposed to win needs to build up that mental fortitude to fight everybody else off. And I think that's the beauty is it's you're, you're playing against yourself. You're playing against the course. And then third is when you're playing against the field. You got to do all the other things first. I agree wholeheartedly with you and what you're saying in the sense of like, uh, you know, if somebody tried to say to Michael Jordan, Hey, we're going to spot you. We're going to spot you 20 points going into the NBA finals. He'd be like, pound sand. I don't need it. I'm going to spot them 20 points, you know? So there is that championship mentality, that Mamba mentality shouts to Cobes. Uh, And then, and so going into that final 30 to say, you know, the number one golfer is going to say like, yeah, I know I'm on top and now I'm going to take all, you know, I'll take anybody who wants to come and try to take this from me. I'm going off last. I'm going to watch everybody go. And what you're into to the last piece for me is, you alluded to it early. Whoever's playing the best that week should win, period. Yes. Xander Shoffley got hosed last year, or maybe it was the year before, into, uh, into the sense that like he 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 went the lowest to par for the week, but because of the seeding, Patrick Cantlay won the FedEx Cup. Yeah. And it's and that's where it almost feels not dirty, but it is almost like, all right, you were the one seed for the Super Bowl, so we're going to spot you. We're going to spot you a touchdown. Period. Like yeah. there you go. And you the were idea, the one seed in the playoffs. The idea that if, if the way I look at, it, I think you do too. If Cantley, if Cantley should win the FedEx Cup, he should have to do just as good on every, like at the end of the, a four day, you know, um, collection of four days as anybody else on that course. Like he needs to do just as good. Not, not he did just good enough to. To, to make it because of his previous performances of golf, I feel like is the courses matter. The courses change the outcome. Your mental state week in and week out change the outcome. Those are very important factors for me in golf. I think they jumped the shark when they added the the um the, the kind of seating with the going under par for yeah. the leaders and everything. Because again, what they were trying to avoid is somebody like John Rahm who maybe you know absolutely crushes the first two the first two um, events of the playoffs. Yep. And then maybe finishes runner up in the second, in the last one. It's like, oh, but maybe you know he really had the best postseason. While well, you just didn't finish on top, and so to avoid that, I guess they want to give him that kind of huge head start to say, well, now if you don't win, eh, you know. So they're trying to reward your play leading into it, and I get that. I just don't think it needs to be as severe again you can do it in subtle ways like your tee times in the first two rounds which does make a difference and maybe it's not even so much that uh maybe it's not so much as rigid as they go back that they're or give them their choice of tee time based that's what i was going to say yeah Yeah. if you're if you're you're ranked first in the fedex cup points you get to pick you get to look at you know you get to look at the weather and go Mm -hmm. yeah no 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 no. i want the i want the 10 27 and i want to go off number 10 like let them go split that is more valuable to these guys than a head start it's not charity. It's exactly. It's, it's, it's the same as uh, you know, like a pickup basketball game, and being like, "All right, you won the coin toss. Uh, you want the ball, or do you want to decide which way you're shooting?" Because you know, it, it's literally just that kind of tiny little bit of an advantage. And I think yeah. it takes away any confusion for the for the average golfer. 
Um, it takes away any kind of bitterness for the traditional person and for the players. I, there's not asterisks around it, but I mean, yeah, I will remember that Xander outplayed, you know, outplayed Patrick. I won't remember mm-hmm. what year it was, or even if those golfers names are correct, but that that kind of thing is going to happen in this setup that we have right now. But until then, that's all we got to look forward to. And then this funky <laughs> fall, this, this funky fall oh. swing that we have with like, uh, I, I, I do think that the tour goes to some fun places. Um, there's going to be some new things and we'll, we'll preview these obviously before, sure. you know, right after the FedEx cup playoffs are over, but there's some new stuff coming in with the partnership with the DP tour and 10 guys coming over from there, the corn Ferry tour. There's, there's a lot of cool names coming up from there. Uh, probably our, our friend Akshay Batia, the lefty who rented the U-Haul just to get by Pearson Cootie is going to get his card probably after his latest win. Uh, or at least he's, he's in, he's in the running for it. So in these guys again are going to be the same ones that we're going to be talking about at the at the uh, the majors next spring. We're not going to be talking yeah. about which live golfer also because the RNA purposely gave them all shitty tea times and then <laughs> dead serious. Like I mean, people there, there was like Phil. Phil wasn't bitching about much. Phil kept Phil tried to keep a low profile. I think, and, I think that Phil feels like he has no choice but to do that at this point. Uh, <laughs> Because every you know, time I, he's, he's tried to make a point, he's just been clapped back on. In in theory, he's making a million dollars a week yeah. for doing nothing. And I, I would like to think that that blunts it. Um, but some, you know, some of the, they got shitty tea times. And I, you got to believe that the RNA's heart was pounding when Dustin Johnson was sitting there. Oh, my God. Top, top five going into Sunday. Now, yeah. this, the, I think the a sated, lot of people were, were thinking well, about to happen here. The but, but then, I wanted it to happen. I wanted to see anarchy. But then you got the great storyline, which would have been great for Sunday if it was a Rory DJ pairing, final pairing. Like, because then you have then so that is where the like the, the live tour becomes interesting in reference to the PGA tour because then when you get scenarios like that where if it does become this I don't want to I feel like saying it, a playful rivalry is downgrading it, but if it becomes this where you can say like, oh this figurehead of the tour pj this figurehead of the live tours and the same pairing like that would draw more eyes to that pairing it would draw probably uh, a, a bit of a higher rating for the tv ratings you know what i mean like no nobody was a bigger dj fan than greg norman and everybody else yeah. who receives it for that reason because not legitimacy i mean again dj wins that or or, or taylor gooch or any of those guys you know taylor gooch it's the whole world versus us you're right it is the whole world versus yeah. you and you, you set it up that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, that's not me knocking Taylor Gooch, but I'm like, when no, you say. But, but the groundwork was, was pretty clear when you made your choice of what it was right. going to be. It, no right. one was hiding it. No one surprised you with that. And so when they, you know, if, if, if a live tour were to win a major, I still does. I still don't know if that does much. You're right. There, there could yeah. create this kind of like, Oh my God, a live golfer won a major, but really it, a, I don't think anybody of the pedigree to win a major is going to come from live golf primarily. Meaning, if DJ wins a major, Phil comes out of the woodwork. You know, Bryson takes another one. They those were already aren't, established those, before the live. Those are those are PGA Tour products exactly. that uh, that are now, and they can say, "Ah, oh, we're independent contractors, and we're blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, right, you, great. You, you are I, what you are because of the opportunity you were given that that right, you earned right. on the PGA Tour. You right. earned that opportunity. You fucking proud right. of that opportunity. Right. So, <laughs> and, and and they probably still are. And again, they're making business decisions. I don't, I don't, sure. know. yeah, yeah. I, 
look at David Faraday just walked and he's oh. a legend and, and he's beloved by everybody, including me. I can't wait to hear him because he's might cut a little looser on that. He what could. is his style going to be? Are they going to put him in a golf cart and let him zip around with like a golf cart and a crew? I mean, because the vibe is totally sure. different. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk to him uh, when they come out to Boston, but uh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Needless to say, it's been a fun, it's been a fun major season. Liv's been a fun wrinkle in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little bit of business left before the FedEx Cup playoffs, and then we will uh, we'll be on to football, football and the fall swing. But yes. before we do that, I want to say thanks again to Piper Golf. That yes. the Piper the Piper Golds went two under yesterday on the local Muni. 33. Beautiful. It was a nice, it was a nice day. Good, you know, wonderful wedge play. Let's put it that way. But the Piper Golds are soft enough that uh, I'm getting used to them. I like it. Yeah, I got to get back out there to give the Blues uh, some more run. I've just been too busy to get out on the course, but I got to I got to make the time. Got to uh, make speak, the time. But if you want speak, speaking of time. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. So we we do need to catch people up on where we both finished in uh in DK last week because um as always we were head to head against each other. Bud came into the week with a it was a slight lead. I forget how much of the lead you came into the week with, but I know it was 30 what, points. 20 30 points. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, so Bud came in with the lead, um, and in the end, I know you get the scores right in front of you, so you give us the scores. I know I, I, I edged you out by, I think, like 10 points. So, first things first, <clears throat> Tyrrell Hatton <laughs> <laughs> Tyrrell Hatton was the tiebreaker in our head-to-head, um, and Tyrrell was the, the decider, and Tyrrell played just good enough to outdo Shane Lowry. And yep. that was kind of the only difference in our in our lineup going into the really weekend. It really was. Um, yeah. uh, that was the that was the cider, and that's what that's that's where you eked out a three seventy six to three sixty nine point five victory. Yeah. So, so not even ten points. <laughs> no, so you did cut into my lead. Uh, I'm still up on the season right now, six fifty and a half to six thirty three, yep. going into the going into the three M Open. That said, you have got me right now in match play with two side bets to sure. my one. Um, yeah, because our again, uh, our 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 side bet was was what was what it was, and Keith Mitchell didn't make the weekend. Can't yeah. remember who your other dud was that didn't make the weekend. Uh, yeah, in the end, Tyrrell, Tyrrell Hatton. It's I think it's Terrell, but I just like it's to say Terrell. But I, I think I thought you were doing Tyrrell. that on purpose. <laughs> of course, I'm doing it on purpose. No, but I thought you like as in, as in like because you were angry that he just edged out like more of a, a vengeance against. Him. <laughs> Oh, absolutely! I would love nothing oh, more okay. than play. I would love nothing more than play golf with Terrell Hatton. He's he is a character. He's loud. He's outspoken. He's feisty. He is. He is. Um, I enjoy his antics. So, uh, yeah, I've got a little bit of a lead. Uh, we still got some weeks left until until East Lake. Um, this is going to be a fun week because I'm going to be very honest with you. And and if you're if you're still with us live, uh, or if you have been you know uh, catching this on the pod on replay. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't do my homework this weekend. As you said at the beginning, I have had a little bit of a hangover and it's strictly golf yeah. related. It is not beer related. I just, I binged on the open and I haven't even looked yeah. at anything until we were chatting earlier. And, and instinctively, I even said it out loud. I was like, where the hell is the 3M open anyways at TPC <laughs> Twin Cities? And it just came out. I was like, TPC Twin Cities, yeah, we're back in Minnesota, the 3M open. And you know my mantra on some of these kind of like bounce back tournaments. I think yeah. we could see somebody kind of make their dreams come true this week. Um, you Chris know, it, it, 
it could be Chris Goddard up. It could be Sadith Thigala, you know, somebody like that. Who, who I, I listen, I'm going to lean into Thigala. I, I like him at 9,800. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't want to spend on, I don't want to spend double digits on anybody. Cause I do think no. that Finau, Matsuyama still, I don't think he's going to, you know, I, I don't like him until he's healthy. Yeah. Sung J M can always play well. And, and now that he's been touched by the Chad, uh, maybe this, <laughs> maybe, maybe this is his week to, to really bring it home. <laughs> But if it really, if I'm going to anchor a lineup at the top half, it's going to be Sadith Thigala or Sahit. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. He's 22 of 26 Sahith. on cuts. You know, he, he's really been playing well. He played well at the Open. He had a decent showing over there. So um, I like him up there in that 9K range. I don't not like anybody like Adam Hadwin, Mav McNeely, Davis Riley, all good names, all consistent players. Uh, yeah. and they haven't withdrawn this week. So that's, that's, that's yeah, definitely, you know, a leg up. Unlike Mark Hubbard, who did come out ranked number one in my model this week, he's already withdrawn, so you can just ignore that name. While uh, we have the kids for a few more minutes, tell us about your model because my model is strictly going off the gut. <laughs> yeah, so here's the model. Here's the stats I use. So I, I went looked through uh, past results, and uh, so I'm using strokes gained approach, uh, strokes gained putting, uh, par five. So a lot of these holes are uh, your approach. They're they're a couple par fives, and they're. Um, just in general, they're longer holes, even though the course itself isn't long, but they're, the majority of the approach shots are going to be 200-plus yards out based off of where their tee shots are going to have to be played to. Uh, so strokes game par fives, greens and regulations, and like I said, proximity of 200-plus yards out for approaches is where I'm going. Um, and with that spit-out for me, like I said, Mark Harper came out on top. He's withdrawn to moves Cameron Davis into the top spot. Uh, followed by Davis Riley, and then someone I've been high on recently, JT Poston. I'm going to be playing him again this week. Um, he got off to a fire start at the Open, and then he quickly rolled backwards down a hill. Um, <laughs> he one one minute I look, he's two under through three. The next thing I look, he's like freaking five over through eight or whatever it was. It was something outrageous like that. I was like, what happened? <laughs> so, but I'm going to go back to him. Yeah, uh, I, I don't blame you. I'm going to be with JT Poston, but keep going. Uh, yeah, and then, um, so sure, Fino and Matsuyama both show up in the top 15, but like you said, there's no point in my eyes paying the price for some, someone like that this week. Um, so I'd rather go and play. Uh, I do like Thigala. Uh, like I said earlier, Chris Goddard is a guy that I'm going to play again. I played him a few weeks ago. He turned out it was a great call. I'm going to go back to that well yeah. because when he shows up in a tournament like this, he should do well. Um, I believe specifically he is yeah, he's twelfth. He's a he's a he's a ball striker. He's twelfth in a approach, thirty fourth in putting, um, so and sixteenth in par five. So I like I like me some Chris Goddard up. Um, quick look here at who else? Uh, some other names that probably going to be able to get at super low ownership that you could take a stab on, some like a Tyler Duncan, um, or even like an Emiliano Grillo, who we haven't really seen a lot of recently. I have been I have been bit by the Grio before. We all have, he, 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 yeah. And he's up there with until and he's him and Jason Day are sharing a locker in my heart right now. Yep. So here's what he's good at, though. He's good at par fives. He's good at uh, hitting the greens in regulation. And he's all three of these. He's top ten. And he's also number one in the field and uh, approach shots from 200 plus yards out. Uh, so in a turn in a field like this. Grillo is someone at 7,600 that for those three stats alone, I'm probably going to take a shot on uh, mixing into my lineups. Yeah, I don't like your 
logic and reasoning, although I have to subscribe to it because again, one of my mantras is don't out, don't outsmart yourself on a week like this <laughs> says the guy yes. shooting from the hip and kind of going, I have theories behind some of my madness. I can basically walk you through my lineup right now. Yeah, sure. uh, and there is, and there is some, some, uh, some relative, I think crossover, but not, not a ton. Um, I like, I already talked about Thigala. I'm big on Thigala right now. This is also a tournament with kind of like a, a 3M open feels like a first win. And this, this yeah. guy has been knocking. So I like it. Same thing with Adam Hadwin. Really. I just like Adam Hadwin uh, because his wife's funny on Twitter. And so I'm, <laughs> and, and, and he's another one of those names that when mixed in at a player's championship Memorial tournament, something like that, it's like, Oh, Adam Hadwin, you know, this is, that's not really his pedigree yet, but he could be there and so i think that's why he is up there you know nine ninety eight hundred yeah. or whatever it is this week um stew baby stewart sink is going to help me afford both of those guys uh these are the type of tournaments that he has like two good thank rounds. you thank you because <laughs> it he's always got, happens he's got two top tens this year you yep. know he's he's having that kind of indian summer resurgence of his career so i i in at 7300 a true gut play no pun intended um, yep. he, you know, it just helps me. I like JT posted for the same thing, same reasons that you were just talking about that he fell off. He, he was riding the bull pretty hard over yeah. there and he got bucked. I don't think he got hurt and I don't think he got, you know, I don't think his confidence got banged up. I think he kind of took no. a couple shots in the chops and was like, Oh, I got beat up by the old course, you know, take a number. So yeah, I, I, that's one that you can take. <laughs> I look at him to bounce back. And then a couple of guys straight off the numbers and, um, one, one has already won this year. And then the other one has been big on people's names and has had a couple of good show out weeks is Tom Hoagie and, uh, Mr. Yes. Naismith. I can't remember if it's Matthew or Michael Naismith, but, uh, it's Matt, Mr. It's Matthew. Matthew, thank you. Um, yeah. I think I went to school with a Michael Naismith, but Matthew <laughs> Naismith, that's what's rounding out my lineup right there. And as I look at it, I like it. Uh, I got a feeling it's probably going to be chalky, but I don't care right now. I'm just trying to maintain a lead and get to whatever is next on the uh, the PGA Tour schedule. So uh, when we do talk next week, we'll have to look back at our BM Open, 3M Open. Sorry about that. BM Open is a shout out to my other league or my fantasy. Yeah, my other league. Yeah. Um, the the guy who runs it always has some punny name for it. This week it's the BM Open, which nice. I found very I found that very charming. But the <laughs> uh, the first adaptive open USGA adaptive US Open uh, for for golfers with you know disabilities or needing mm-hmm. adaptations for their game that took place. Uh, we have a women's we have a women's major the that that is that just that just wrapped up. So we still have some good stuff in the golf world to talk about. Uh, outside of our curmudgeony, you know, end to the PGA Tour major season. But that said, we're not curmudgeons, are we? Are we curmudgeons? I, w- I do. I'll be forty soon. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm trying, trying to practice. <laughs> I'm practicing my curmudgeoniness, um, you know, before it's too late. But that said, I am looking forward to another couple of good weeks on PGA Tour. After the 3M, we go to Rocket City in Detroit. We got the Wyndham Championship in, in North Carolina. So there are some good classic tournaments, nice warm-up events sure. to lead us into the FedEx Cup playoffs. So once again, uh, look for the lineups tomorrow afternoon. The yep. the side bet will have to be dictated through text sometime tomorrow. Yep. Uh, an epiphany will come up, and I will find out how to goat you into giving me the over on something ridiculous. But until then... <laughs> Uh, and thank then you I, for hanging and then in there I will with shock us. you with beating you again. Uh. <laughs> I'm extending my lead. Stu, Stu Baby Sink is gonna is gonna is is gonna do one more rodeo. I'm going six for six this week. You'll see. All right. 
So Take us say, home, Jack. Maybe, maybe that. Maybe we'll decide that we'll involve something around the lines of how many guys will make the cut or something. We'll see. It's not bad. Or maybe something like traditional. Who has, the, who has the, the side that can be who has the best score at the cut point or something like that. We could we can come up with something creative. We could we could go lowest to par as as a side bet. All our guys lowest to par. Because I don't know how that yeah. would translate. Kind of like the electoral college. Like sometimes it matches. Most of the time it matches. Sometimes it doesn't. Like yeah. I wonder how well that translates. But now nah, we'll figure it out. We can figure something. But that that would be a cool uh, um, kind of little research exercise. Anyways, shouts to the belly up artwork in the back. I like it. Yeah, the the new banner just came in the other day, so we got that hung for up. people listening on the pod. Although yeah, for, for some reason. These are green in front of me, but they're looking blue on the camera, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, so probably gonna have to play with some lighting on that. But we'll go back to fire the, the intern to the show here. Fire the intern, I wish. Um, but anyways, <laughs> that's gonna do it for our weekly show here on uh, the Divots and Pivots, produced by Elliot Media as always. And you can find it anytime if you if you're just tuning in now, catching the end of us here live on this Tuesday at eight o'clock, where you can always find us on YouTube at Divots and Pivots or um, at BellyUp.tv. You can go to BellyUp.tv any day of the week, any time of the day, and find all of our episodes on demand right there. You can download BellyUp.tv on Roku, on Apple TV, and soon on Fire. So make sure to keep an eye out for it. Uh, That's Amazon Fire. I should probably put that caveat in there. But anyways, um, (laughs) BellyUp.tv is where you're going to be able to find our show and every other show that's on the BellyUp network. Uh, on demand anytime you want, as well as all the live shows as they're happening. So make sure to check it out. As always, Piper.golf, uh, in the clutch apparel.com. Well, in the clutch.com, but it's in the clutch apparel. You know what I mean? We love you guys for supporting us. We love all of you watching for supporting us. And we will see you next week as we go into the 3M Open this week. Have a good one. <laughs>